Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello again, and welcome to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again, and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD. And I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist, and president of NCAMFT. Foreplay is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Each episode, we cover an aspect of sex that impacts your sex life and something that you can relate to. So if you find our discussions helpful, please give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We would love it if you would tell a friend about us. You can find us also on the web at foreplayrst.com. And if you have a comment or a topic that you'd like us to talk about, we'd love to hear from you. Please send them to us at info at foreplayrst.com. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. Good morning, Adam. Hi, Lori. How are you? I'm good. You're you're cold this morning. I'm freezing this <laughs> morning. A, I have a blanket. Middle. It's the middle of July, and I have a blanket wrapped around me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But we keep this podcast room very, very cold. We do. Yeah. Well, yeah. in the wintertime, though, it's really hot. In yeah, the summertime, exactly. For some it's reason, never right. it's really cold. I know. It's my it's my whole building. That's a problem. We're always yeah. fighting over the temperature here. Right. So if you're a, so. an avid podcast fan and you have a new building that you want to offer Lori <laughs> that's climate controlled, she please, would gladly take it. Please. I'm freezing. Uh, this morning we're talking about friendship and, and sex, sex. Yes. right? And why are we talking about friendship? Because it doesn't seem to go together, right? Sometimes like... Yeah. Well, I think we're afraid when we hear those two in the same sentence that somehow or another, you and I are both going to say, you know, it's it's okay if a relationship kind of devolves into just a friendship, right? Yeah. You know, sex declines over time and we should be really grateful for just having a good friendship. And I think that terrifies most of us who are pretty deeply invested in having a good sexual relationship. Yeah, we want to have a good sex life. And so when we start talking about friendship, that's the fear is that we somehow revert back to when we were dating, right? Where we don't want to fall into the friend zone. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. The dreaded friend zone. Exactly. And we're afraid that if we pursue just the friendship part of our relationships, that it's going to fall back into that. Exactly. And we're just going to be friends and the sex is going to 
somehow vanish and we're supposed to be okay with that. And that's right. not what we're talking about. No, no. But I think friendship is really important in marriage. So I see that there's three functioning aspects of the relationship, which is kind of the bucket of getting things done. You know, a lot of people have trouble getting daily life accomplished, paying their bills, raising their kids, getting the chores done. Mm-hmm. And then there's the friendship bucket. You know, do we do we like our partner? Do we run to them to share things, our successes, our failures, our worries, our fears? You know, are they the person we count on to kind of have our back? And then there's the sexual intimacy bucket, right? I mean, all three of those things are really essential to successful partnership or marriage. But we end up in the bucket of getting stuff done a lot of times, right? That's the one that tends to get a lot of our energy, a lot of our effort, because those things tend to be the most pressing a lot of times, right? They're the deadline things. They're the, the urgent, the yeah, tyranny the bill, of the urgent. That's right. The bills that have to be paid, the kids that got to get to soccer practice, the sure. jobs that have to be done. Sure. Um, and but, we lose focus on the other two, especially. Yeah. And most of us, you know, began our lives as friendship. You know, I mean, in some sort of chemistry or attraction, we thought, you know, this is also a person I could have a conversation with. Yeah. And then when we begin the relationship and the sexual bucket gets added, right, then we start focusing on that one as well. And that's the one we feel the most when it's emptiest. Right. 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 We feel we feel deepest when the sex bucket is not getting the attention that it needs. And so then we start pressing for that one. And so it seems friendship comes last. Mm-hmm. A lot of times mm-hmm. when in the beginning it came first. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that friendship to me is a concern about our partner and their relationship to the world. Mm. Whereas in love, we're concerned about our relationship with our partner. Mm. And I'm thinking of, you know, some patients that I've seen. And, you know, oftentimes when we think about our partner and their world, we get threatened because mm. their world takes them away from us. Oh, yeah. You know, and so it's hard to support them in their direction that is going away from us. We tend to think about, yeah, but what about our time together? What about our intimacy? What about, you know, making sure that there's there's enough time for sex and love? And so it's really hard to support the direction away. But I think it's important because it it's freeing, right? Yeah. It's respect. It gives our partner a sense that we we care for them beyond just how they can meet our needs. We care mm-hmm. about them as a person. Yeah. Well, it's that's what good friends do. Right? right. I mean, that's what best friends do. I mean, they support yeah. each other. Yeah, but that there is a fear there that somehow supporting them is going to break the relationship when it seems to me like it's just the is a lot of times just the opposite. Or, or that if we support their direction away from us, you know, what they're interested in, what their purpose in the world is, is that then they'll just leave us. You know, mm. they'll have nothing left for us. Yeah. But I, I like uh, Esther Perel says that fire needs air. And that it, for us to be erotic, you know, there has to be space between us. There has to be something... Mm that is not suffocating. And when the focus is only on how can we prioritize each other, how can we prioritize sex, it becomes suffocating, mm-hmm. you know, because that's it, – it feels selfish, you yeah. know. It, it, I mean, and we talk a lot about it. We think it's really important for people to prioritize sex and time together, and I'm not diminishing that, but I think there's something in this three-bucket balance of a relationship that is super important to also say – you're my friend. 
Mm-hmm. And I care about what you care about. I care about the part of the world that you care about. I mean, I would say as a pursuing partner, you know, that that's hard for me. Yeah. You know, this is my own personal, like, sermon to myself. It's sometimes difficult for me to be as invested in in my husband's pursuit of other things and love of other things because I, I get anxious, right? It's mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh, you know, he's going to – not have as much time for me or he's going to be invested in those things. And that makes me feel a little anxious. Yeah. But I know that, you know, he in turn is actually really great about supporting my own endeavors. And I feel a lot of space, a lot of friendship, you know, mm-hmm. practical, tactical support. As we speak, he's in the next room, right, ready to edit these podcasts and mm-hmm. sets things up. And I, I mean, he's super supportive of my career and what I do, and even though it takes me away from him sometimes, mm-hmm. he supports that. And I feel that freedom to become who I'm supposed to be. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a gift. And, and frankly, it turns me on, yeah. you know? Well, I think that's that's the important key right there is that we're not sacrificing one for the other. I think that's a, a lot of times what it feels like, that we're we're sacrificing sex for friendship. When that's not the case and what we're, we're, they should feed each other. And I like what you said about that when we're pursuing that at the expense of the other, that's when it becomes suffocating. Right? Yes. That's when yes. it becomes really unmanageable and feels oppressive. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing is, is that and there's, it, fe- there, it can feel controlling. Yeah. You know, when, when a person is saying, but what about us? What about our time? Mm-hmm. Then then it feels controlling when when there, it's unrecognized that our partner has other interests and another life outside of us. Yeah. I think I think there's two there's some dangers of what not having that solid friendship, right? Mm-hmm. And you talk about like love affairs don't start in the bedroom, they often start with conversation. Absolutely. Right? You said that before. Yeah. And the that it starts with an attraction to a friend that they had that that space is not being filled by their partner. So that can lead to a pull away from the relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that friendship piece becomes super important. And the other thing is I think that friendship is really the foundation for good relationships, right? That we're not com- to committed relationships that becomes it becomes something that everything else gets built on. So the, that part of it becomes essential to make sure that that foundation is in order. And that's why that bucket needs attention and why it's so important that we, we have that we have that balance there. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And our our relationships usually begin that way. Not necessarily that we are friends that grow into a love relationship, but there's something beyond just physical attraction that happens mm-hmm. for for a real partnership, right? There's a chemistry, there's a sense of, you know, soulmate. There's mm-hmm. a sense of I I get this person, which is all about the beginning of friendship. Yeah. Well, and I think we confuse sometimes the idea that friendship has to mean complete commonality, mm-hmm. right? We're not talking mm-hmm. like friendship doesn't mean that we have all things in common, or we have so many common interests. Yeah, that, like that's not that's not the basis of friendship. There's plenty of time friends that I have where we don't share a lot of the same interests. We have some of the same interests. There's yeah. something that we're united around. Um, but in, even with my wife, like we don't have exactly the same taste in everything. She has right. horrible taste in movies. I have perfect taste in movies, for instance. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she drags, exactly. She drags me to all the wrong movies. Um, but there, there's other things that are that, that friendship is built on that has a history, that has that foundation that we 
that we get to build on. But I think that's a, I hear a lot of couples coming and saying, we don't have anything in common anymore. How can we be friends? Yeah. And they're starting in a, in a wrong place there, I think. And, and I think that in friendship, we sort of enjoy differences, right? Mm. A different kind of friend with different interests is we can find that exciting. Mm. Whereas with a partner, sometimes it's threatening. Oh, you know, they like tennis and I like to run. Yeah. You know, we're, we're not doing anything together. You know, but a person you meet at a cocktail party or, you know, a church picnic, right, it, and they're different than you, it's like, oh, tell me about your life. Yeah. You know, we can be interested. Yeah, that's, it's that's not a good threatening. way. To, that's a good way to say it. I think you're interested in the other person, mm-hmm. right, and you're curious about their world, and so you're driven toward them because of that. It does, it's not repelling. It doesn't push you apart, but it, brings, it really brings you together because then you're interested in, in the other, and you're willing to explore um, maybe some of the things that you don't, you're not fully interested and invested in, but you, you're willing to explore because they're your friend. And so being that in a partnership really can boost the relationship, really gives it some uh, – and, and I think – tell me what this – I think your friendship sees you through the difficult parts. Right? Absolutely. It sees, it sees you through the downs. Maybe when there is a lull in sex for reasons that are beyond your control or maybe when um, things get re- – financial difficulties or any kind of other – difficulty that you face, trouble with kids, it, your friendship really kind of gets you through that, don't you think? Like it yeah, provides I do. The, the stamina there. And and I think that most people want to have sex with somebody that they feel is a friend, mm-hmm. you know, as well. I mean, unfortunately, right, you know, so many couples, like you said, get caught up in the busy, the, the to-do bucket, or that they don't really take time to nurture the relationship. And so sex kind of becomes a little utilitarian. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little cardboard. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, maybe it's a thrill, but it's not necessarily that personal, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm having sex with somebody that I love. I, I read a quote by C.S. Lewis, and he was talking about that lust, uh, and this was, you know, written several years ago, but he said lust is, is when a man wants to have sex. He wants to have... You know, he wants to have a pleasurable experience, but Eros is when he wants to have sex with a particular woman. Mm. And it's like that that's what you want is somebody who wants you, yeah. you know, who is deeply connected to you in friendship, in love, yeah. you know, and in working it out on yeah. a daily basis. Yeah, Eros being the Greek word for the romantic love, right? Yes. And erotic love. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, why don't we come back after the break and we're, we're going to get some tips for how to build friendship okay. right, in your relationship and what it really looks like. So you got to get an idea what it what it can be in a relationship. Okay, we'll be right back with Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. Wanting Sex Again. How to Rediscover Desire and Heal a Sexless Marriage by Certified Sex Therapist Lori Watson. Each chapter is designed to fix one of the problems that cause low libido from early marriage through the childbearing years, even all the way through menopause. I've also had men read it and tell me that for them it was the most hopeful thing they read about resolving sexual problems. Look for Wanting Sex Again on Amazon.com. You can also talk to Lori Watson for therapy in person or via Skype. I offer couples counseling and sex therapy and I think about both aspects of the relationship, emotional intimacy and sexual technique and that combination together helps marriages be happy. Weekend couples intensives are also offered. Improve your sex and improve your relationship with Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. Find out more at awakenloveandsex.com. Awaken what's possible. 
it is one of my great joys in life to be able to really help individuals and couples find strength in their relationships and really find hope again. Licensed marriage and family therapist, Dr. Adam Matthews from Matthews Counseling. I work with a wide variety of issues, including depression and anxiety, marital issues, issues with adolescence. I believe that therapy should be designed around you, that it should be personalized to who you are and to your unique situation. Therapy is available in office, online, and by phone. I want therapy to be comfortable for everyone. At our office, you'll find that we sit around a fireplace in deep, comfortable chairs, look at the problem differently, and offer practical solutions for you to take home and utilize outside of the therapy room. Schedule today and rediscover hope. You can find me on the web at matthewscounseling.net. Matthews with one T. You can contact us through email or phone and find a lot of resources on our website, matthewscounseling.net. So we're back with Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy, your sex therapist, Lori Watson, and your couples therapist, Dr. Adam Matthews. And we are talking about friendship and sex. And Adam, we're going to talk about how to become friends when that bucket is really low in the relationship. Yeah. So one of the things you mentioned in the first half that I'm interested in hearing more about is the idea about friendship providing space for each other, right? Exactly. And so how do we do that? How do we provide space for the other person in a, in a real practical way. Well, I think on the one hand, we want to celebrate their other interests, mm. right? We want to be interested in those. We want to say, you know what? I get it. You know, you have this, this interest in um, parks and rec, you know, and you want to support the city's parks and rec. And that means, you know, it takes you to meetings. It takes you to events, cleanup days, and things like that. And, you know, that takes away from our family time. But I know you're passionate about it because you grew up and were, you know, that was important to you as a child. The Parks and Rec system, you know, really helped you or you had great experiences there. And so this is the way you want to give back to your community. And so, uh, you know, we get interested in it. We get behind it. So that's that's really asking questions a lot about how to get in, why they're interested in it, being curious about what it, like I think I think of like coming home from work and having your your spouse ask you not just about your day but about what was exciting about work, what did you like about it, even if their work really bores you, if there's something they're excited about, yeah, you're fa- really find a way about. to be interested in their work, like yeah. you would if you were talking to your girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I walk with two women in the morning and. I mean, we talk about all kinds of junk, you know, it's just this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, one of them sews, which, you know, I I hate to sew, but I'm always interested and I want to see the pictures of what she's doing. Not because I want to do that, but just because it's important to her. Yeah, but why is that so difficult to do, though, with that idea I hear a lot of people talk about? They can do it with their friends, but being that kind of friend to their partner becomes way more difficult. Right. You know, there's this difficulty. We, we start to cling mm-hmm. when we're in partnership. We start to worry and parse out, you know, how much time is there really in a day? How much time is there in a week? And we, we see that slipping away with our partner's other interests and mm-hmm. we get frantic. But this is this is synergistic. It mm-hmm. is not, you know, minute by minute. It's like you have to believe that this 
attitude, this feeling of giving your partner respect and and interest in their separateness comes back to you because they feel free. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't feel controlled by you. They they feel celebrated for who they are. And mm-hmm. that's a very exciting relationship to be in. Yeah, it takes the it takes the pressure off the relationship for sure, right? And and I think pressure-free relationships really have the ability to th- to thrive and for people to come more together, right? But I think of being managing if I'm feeling that with my spouse, managing my own anxiety around that and pushing through that yes. becomes critical, right? Yes, and, and I love that you brought that up, Adam. Yeah, because I have to, I have to be able to be ask those questions in a non-panicked way, right? right. I have to, I have to trust that my spouse is going to come back to me if I let them go and do their thing, um, and then and thinking through that too. For me, the idea comes: what kind of friend do I want my partner to be, and how do I be that for them? Right. Mm-hmm. If I can, what kind of friend do I want to be to my friends in life? And like, how do I, I don't get super panicked when my, when, when, you know, when my friend wants to go do his thing. Right. Yeah. Um, like, or, or doesn't want to come hang out with me and rather has something else he's going to do. Um, yeah. That it doesn't, night. doesn't hurt your feelings. It doesn't hurt my feelings. I, I mean, my best girlfriend and I, we talk to each other, what, a couple times a week, but there, there will be weeks that we don't call each other. And, mm-hmm. and I never think, oh, my gosh, she doesn't like me or she's mm-hmm. not my friend. It's like we pick up right where mm-hmm. we left off. Yeah. You know, there's a sense of constancy in friendship. You know, I, yeah. I don't have to keep proving it over and over yeah. again that they love me. Yeah. But we ask our partners to do that. We right? do. We, we do. get more insecure. But there. there's because the, there's greater risk and there's but there's greater reward. And so there that makes sense. But moving forward from that, if we can begin to treat them more in the sense of attuning to that friendship side, um, we get a lot more out of it, I think. Right. And I think that it's, uh, again, I want to underline, it's respect for the individual. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of making your partner a priority for and an interest in their life apart mm-hmm. from your own life. Yeah. Well, and I think along with that respect comes the, comes a kindness too, right? Like I think that's one of the things Gottman finds a lot is that kindness is really uh, the key to really healthy marriages and relationships, right? And that that is a key fr- that's a friendship component as well. Is when you respect them, you you increase your ability to be kind to them, which just really leads to a lot of positive things in in your relationship. Yeah, and I I like what you said because you think about the neighbor who comes over for dinner and they spill their wine glass or they mm-hmm. you know their kid spills milk all over your table and you're kind. You're like, "Oh, don't worry about it. You know, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll clean it up." Yeah. Whereas if your partner or your family member or your one of your kids spills, it's like, "Oh, did you have yeah. to did you have, you know, why were you so clumsy?" And we're irritated we're irritated, yeah. but in friendship we absolutely are kind first, right? Yeah. Don't don't even think about it, you know. Yeah. No, you can't possibly pay me for that. No. Yeah. You know, there's no payback here. It's no big deal. We're always mm-hmm. kind to our friends. We and we often treat our friends better than we treat our partner, right? Yeah. yeah. And that, and, that, and that gives for me, that gives me a good basis for thinking through what can I do to be a better friend to my spouse, right? right? Where are the areas that I'm not doing this with, that I'm doing it with other people, that I'm not doing it with her? And that gives me some places to start to say, how can I tune into being a better friend for sure? And I think I would start with, first of all, be friendly. Mm. You know, so many people come home, they've had a hard day, and they feel like it's their right to come home and just absolutely dump and be grumpy, 
You know, yeah. well, I had a tough day and, you know, I just, I just feel like crap. And I, so I'm going to just take it out on my family. Yeah. It's like, you know what? Nobody wants to have sex with a grumpy bear. <laughs> I mean, seriously, <laughs> nobody wants to have sex with somebody who is complaining and yeah. whining and and grumpy. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to save something for your family yeah. and for your partner because coming in and, and having nothing left – and not being friendly or being surly. It, I mean, mm-hmm. and then expecting sex in the evening, just forget yeah. about it. Yeah. Grumpy is the dwarf that is getting the, le- the least amount of sex, right? <laughs> That's <laughs> of, what, of, yeah. Of all of, all of Absolutely. them. He's getting the least. I, I also think about friendship. Probably one of my highest values is loyalty. Yeah. You know, it's like I want somebody who's on my side. Yeah, somebody that's in in the foxhole with you that's got your back and that's going to defend you to other people. Yeah, and um, and even if they only just start in that position. Like one of my girlfriends, uh when we would walk, we used to walk when we had babies 2 miles. Mm-hmm. And the first mile would be the bitch mile. You know, we would be like dumping our day to each other and and you know, in a in a way that worked for our friendship, mm-hmm. sort of getting out all the stresses. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's terrible. That's terrible. You know, I can't believe he did that or your kids did that. But the second mile was a gentle, kind confrontation. You know, Mm -hmm. it was like the first part, they were completely loyal. You're right. You have a miserable life. But the second mile was sort of, okay, well, how do you think you could have handled it differently? Or what do you think you contributed to it? You know, but Mm -hmm. it was that deep sense of they're on my side that I could then take that kind of intervention Mm -hmm. without that deep sense that they had listened to me, that they were on my side. I I wouldn't have been able to, you know, understand their their desire for me to grow. Yeah. I I really want to come on some of the walks with you and your friends. I just just want to be a fly on the wall. It sounds. It sounds. You want to talk about sewing? No, I don't. (laughs) Um, I just want to. I just want to listen. I want. I want to be there for the bitch mile, and then I'll bail. (laughs) (laughs) I'll bail after that. (laughs) That's Uh, fun. Yeah, I think loyalty to me, like one of the things that I do think is interesting, is how we talk about our spouse to somebody else and to other people, right? And I wonder about the amount of times. I mean, I think there's room for kind of just every day, like, oh, I can't believe my wife did this. Right. Um, But I think we need to think about how we are loyal in those settings as well, because that comes back around. So especially with like family, right, Mm -hmm. with extended family. Oh, my goodness. Like not talking bad about um, our spouse to family, to our kids, like not talking bad about Ever. um, ever doing that. And I mean, even, I, I with, hear people do that all the time. They, yeah. you know, they tear down their their partner in front of their kids. Yeah. And it, and if we uh, think about a friend doing that, like we wouldn't be friends with that we person. We wouldn't be friends with them. We wouldn't be friends with that person that came, that came up to my mom or and talked bad about me. And so, like, I think there's, a, there's space for, like, a little bit of that. But overall, like, the interaction mostly has to be us defending our, our spouse, being loyal to our spouse in that way. Yes. Um, and and, and really never never use their vulnerability against that's them. That's right. You know, when they're telling you something about what their girlfriend said or their guy friend did or whatever, mm-hmm. never bring that up again and say, well, that's how you treat me, too. No wonder they did that. I mean, right. you know, way to, like, shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah. The other thing I think about as we kind of start to wrap up, and the last thing maybe is just the companionship piece. 
Like, what mm-hmm. do you think about? I mean, there is something when we we mention that it's not it's not central that we have everything in common, but companionship is a little bit different. It is, right? and that is that seems to me to be we get to do we do stuff with our friends that we ultimately enjoy. Right, yes. the time together is good, and that friendship that part has to be that has to be there as well. Right, right? and we look forward to being with them, just hanging out. It yeah. doesn't have to be, you know, doing something super special. Mm-hmm. It can just be a relaxed moment, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I think it's those relaxed moments, you know, end of the hard day. You know, you were both working in the backyard or something. You take a shower. You, you know, just fall into the couch. And, and that can be really deeply intimate yeah, and absolutely. lead to a sense of wanting closeness because you've had enough space. Yeah. So that's part of that. That does lead to the other bucket of getting stuff done is that you're in that together, mm-hmm. doing that stuff mm-hmm. together. You're shoulder to shoulder. Shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. You're not every, – everybody's playing a role. Everybody's pitching in, right, and that that companionship. And then you get to do the fun things together as well that you both enjoy taking turns or doing stuff that you have common interest in. But that – I like that idea of shoulder to shoulder. Like that's loyal, but that's you're also – You're facing the world together. That's right. And you're on the same side. Oh, my goodness. That's something I talk about like that seems to be a big breakthrough for couples a lot of times is when they try to stop thinking about it, when they can stop thinking about going against each other. They're not playing tug of war anymore. With they're, they're, They turn and they face, face the, the world, world together. together. Like it's everybody else against them. Absolutely. Okay, so you've been listening to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. We're talking about friendship and sex and how they're related and how we need both to make a fulfilling relationship. And I would say maybe last tip of the day, just to underscore, be friendly with each other. (laughs) Be friendly. Yeah. Okay, this is your sex therapist, Lori Watson, and your couples therapist, Dr. Adam Matthews, signing out. Hey, help us stay on top here at Foreplay. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much. 